movies, TV, Blu-rays. If somehow you've consumed it on the screen with your eyes, then you'll hear it on Scene and Nerd. Here are the hosts of Scene and Nerd, Casey, Pete, and Matt, with a little help from Casey Franco. Welcome to Scene and Nerd. Uh, this is our special post-Comic-Con episode, so we're going to be doing things a little differently today. No TV talk. It's all Comic-Con with a little dash of uh, what we normally do in the beginning. So, just kicking things off, I'm your host, Pacing Pete. Alongside always is Mr. I'm Salzy. That's me! Hooray! <laughs> and we have uh, many, many guests on. Uh, some, well, actually, if you heard our show, they've all been on here before. First up, I have Miss Rose Moore of MoviePilot.com. Hello, Rose. Hello, everyone. Uh, I have Miss Lauren Galloway from podcasts such as Assembly of Geeks and The Flash. Welcome, Lauren. Hey, guys. And last but certainly not least, we have Miss Lily Miranda. She is of the uh, Wards Warriors. Uh, what would you say? What would you call your group? Just like, uh, I mean, what is the official Wards Warriors thing, I guess, Lily? I mean,. Hi guys, first of all, and <laughs> I i don't really know, I guess Stand With Ward would be the official hashtag, so that, maybe? Okay, that works. Hashtag Stand With Ward. I know you're always uh, shooting that out and we're always retweeting it, because, hey, that's, it's really cool that you guys started that, and then, uh, it, hey, it, it made it on the season finale of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so... That and is thank awesome. you for always retweeting it, and all the support. You guys are awesome. Not a problem. Um, so... This is like I said. This is our post Capricorn episode, and we're really uh, we're all suffering the withdrawals. But um, you know, sitting around and talking about our experiences and what we saw, and uh, you know, uh, who we got to meet, who we got to meet up with. Finally, you know, we'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, before before we get into all that, you know, we'll do our our normal stuff, and we're gonna kick things off with Matt's redactions. Yeah. So um, a kind of a major redaction or more like in addition to last week um we me and casey totally wrecked it and we're like you know we're gonna just introduce the movies of the week uh because pete does that and we didn't even give a score for it or what it got for the week <laughs> so these are uh two week old uh uh tomato meter scores uh first of all was minions um 54 yeah is that right pete I think so. Sorry. And then uh, <laughs> Terminator Genesis got a 26, and then Selfless is as a, at a sad 22. I think Casey was, like, uh, super excited to see that movie, so maybe not so much anymore. But I uh, can't trust anything you see on the internet. <laughs> and, yeah, so uh, from here on thenceforth, those redactions have been redacted. Is that what I say? <laughs> I something, something like that, Matt. Something Close like enough. That. Close enough. It's a Friday. <laughs> Um, all right, so I'm just going to give you a quick uh, rundown of what's hitting the theaters uh, this week. Uh, real quickly, Trainwreck came out. That's the new one with Amy Schumer. Uh, uh, Schumer. Is it Schumer or Schumer? Am I saying that Schumer. right? Schumer? I think it's Schumer. Schumer. Okay. Schumer. Uh, and we got Mr. Holmes with Ian McKellen. And last but certainly not least, we got Ant-Man. Uh, we, well, I'm sure we're all looking forward to checking it out. And uh, Lauren, you got a chance to watch it last night, right? I did. Yes, I did. And uh, would you mind, like, without spoiling it, giving us your own little uh, thoughts on uh, what you thought of the movie? Definitely. Okay, my spoiler-free review. One, it was hilarious. Michael Pena absolutely steals the show. Two, the father-son dynamic between 
Scott Lang, which is Paul Rudd, and his daughter is is heartbreaking and endearing. And then Michael Douglas and Evangeline Lilly's father-daughter relationship is, is equally um, just emotional and endearing. And I didn't expect to cry in this movie, but there is a scene between Michael Douglas and Evangeline Lilly where I cried like a baby because there's there's just so much emotional tension in that relationship that they explore in this film. Um you know, it's a heist movie. It's very Ocean's Eleven. Uh, Michael Douglas is like a, the George Clooney of the group, kind of planning this heist. Um, I thought Corey, is it Corey Stahl who's playing the uh, Yellow Jacket? Uh, he's from House of Cards. He was fantastic as a baddie. Very intense, um, very megalomaniac uh, acting, which I really appreciated. Um, there are one, two three cameos that will make you gasp out loud. And this is before the post credit scenes. Actually, wow. no, there's, there's five cameos. Um, so, so keep your eyes peeled. There is a certain uh, strong woman in the Marvel Universe who we all know and love who makes an appearance in the film. And I gasped out loud in the theater. I was with Amy. And we were like, oh, my God, there she is. Um, so you guys are in for a treat. And then there's two credit scenes. There's one mid-credits, yeah. which is amazing, and everybody cheered. And then there is a final post-credit scene that I guarantee will make you shout and cry all at the same time. Oh, man. So I, I'm, I'm definitely excited to see this. I mean, it's getting a lot of good reviews. Um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I could have swore... Matt, you said it's at 79% on the tomato meter, right? Yeah, it's at 79, give or take, yeah. It, it changes every second. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely going to change all the time. But but it's it seems like people are really liking it. They're really digging what uh, what they were able to do. And, and we can put the Edgar Wright stuff to bed, and, and we can just move on with the next uh, phase of the MCU. So thanks for that, Lauren. Um, you know, we're I guess once we get a chance to watch it, We'll do like another spoiler spoiler filled thing because I'm sure there's plenty more we can talk about with the cameos and the the end credit scene. So we'll definitely be getting to that. Um, all right. So real quickly, I wanted to get into some comic book movie news. A little bit of discussion here. Um, real quickly, right off the bat, I wanted to see ask you guys did did anyone hear about this? Is it seems like it's it's more of a fan theory, but you know with with the release of the Batman v Superman Comic-Con trailer, there was a lot to take away from it. Now, one of the things that, that I just heard just pop up a couple days ago was that uh, the Joker, there's a theory going around that the Joker is Jason Todd. And if you're not what? familiar... Yeah, if That's you're not, crazy. <laughs> if no. you're not familiar with the, the mythos, just real quickly, Jason Todd is another, is another Robin. It's long okay. story short, and one of the stories uh, of I think it's um, uh, Death in the Family. Uh, the Joker beats uh, Jason Todd to death with a crowbar, uh, kills him, and 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 so the rumor is that this is Jason Todd. Now, the, I've I've talked to a few people who are one guy who's pretty connected to it, and he's he called BS on it. So um, I, I think it's it's a it's a fan theory, um, and and I, I think it's it's nothing more than that. Uh, wh- what do you guys think, uh, Rose? Uh, kick things off. I I don't think that's going to happen at all. Um, uh, for one thing, I mean, isn't aren't aren't we 
trying, assuming that Suicide Squad is going to have some connection at some point within the universes. Yeah. Um, they, in they... which case, we have a Joker, and I know that, you know... <laughs> In like in Gotham, they have multiple Jokers, and no one really knows who he is. And you could theoretically pull that off, but I I just can't see them going to all the trouble of starting to build a connected DC universe and then be like, ah, screw it, we'll throw in two Jokers for funsies. Like, no, <laughs> yeah, no. I yeah, I don't I don't think it is. Lauren, what do you think? <laughs> um, I don't know the source material well enough to be able to say either way. I know that a lot of people have talked about how they are presuming that the Bruce Wayne in Batman v Superman is after the death of Robin at the hands of the Joker. And that's why he's in retirement because there's a a shot of the Batman armor that has been spray painted on by the Joker. It says something like the jokes on you. And like a lot of people are theorizing that's why Ben Affleck's Batman is in retirement. And that this whole like, this whole cinematic expanded universe is going to take place after the death of that character. Um, and and that, I think that's very plausible, but if the Joker was that character and somehow like went crazy, like I would take my hat off to DC if they pulled that off because that would be a very unique way to look at that relationship. I don't think they would go that way because Batman has such emotional ties to Robin, but that would be really clever if it worked. Uh, The one, sorry, I wanted to add something because I thought of it, was that if, just on the off chance that this was, that this happened and it's cool, the, um, in the, in the books, when Jason Todd is no more, we actually get female Robin after that. We get the one and only female Robin. And so if they actually did that and like snuck her in somewhere, I would be so happy about it. I would be really stoked to see that, but again, I don't think it is going to happen. And just well, that, oh. can I can I jump in on that? Yeah, there there are rumors that um oh my gosh, what is that actress's name? She Je- was in the Jenna Malone. Jenna Malone. There, Jenna Malone has been seen on set of Batman v Superman, mm-hmm. and there are rumors that she's playing the female Robin. Yeah, I've I've, yeah, I've been hearing that for a long time. Um, and, and even when you go on IMDb, everyone's uh, role is pretty much set. Um, except hers. It says unknown. So, so So then maybe, I mean, then the, the, maybe the dead Robin would be Jason Todd and then you would see him popping up as the Joker. It could, it could, it it could work with that. But yeah, I'm super, super stoked about the concept of having a female Robin come in because there is one in the comic books and whenever you have the option for like a female version of an iconic character who is canon, I want them to be in the movies. Uh, Lily, what do you think? Um, it's really funny because I just heard about this theory this week and I started looking into it just to brush up on my, you know, mythology of death in the family and the killing joke. And there actually is a little precedent about Jason Todd becoming the Joker. And I believe that they use something similar in the Arkham Arkham video game. Honestly, I don't know if it's going to happen. I think it's a little far-fetched. But it wouldn't be horrible because this is a very different Joker from what we're used to. So if they really wanted to take it in a different direction, this probably wouldn't be a terrible way just because of the fact that the whole Jason Todd versus Batman thing, when he becomes Red Hood, when when he's after Batman, there's a lot of good dynamic in there. So if Jason Todd is in the movie, 
I'm going to be really excited, just for the simple fact that it's Jason Todd. Matt, and, we, and we already know Batman has a cameo in Suicide Squad, so... Very, very true. Uh, Matt? I just think it would, kind of going back to what Lauren was saying, that would be a huge, like, I don't know, out of, not a, only out of left field, but a huge risk. You know, there's already, like, another Joker in, like, in the kind of unified DC movie universe, so... Uh, why were they throwing another one? But uh, I think it was really fun. Yeah, like just kind of going off. I didn't even think about how there would be a female Robin after him. So that would be kind of fun if in the next Batman movie they would introduce her. So um, I think anything's possible, but I think DC's just going to play it safe. And they're just going to say it's just some guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, let's let's stick with this whole Batman v Superman. Um, I'm sure everyone's seen the trailer. Uh, let's let's. No, hope... I haven't. No spoilers. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's let's talk a little bit about it. Uh, thoughts uh, and wh- where it puts you uh, with the movie coming out in March, uh, Lauren. I know when we talked about the teaser a while back, you were very skeptical. You were very it, it, certain things about it made you worry a little bit. What do you think now that you've seen the second trailer? Yeah, I, I'm really glad we get to talk about this because Cena and our listeners know that I really didn't like the teaser, and in particular, I didn't like the tone. It was it was very dark and very scary, which I don't I don't that doesn't appeal to me as a viewer. Um, like it was just so creepy with the Superman as a false god, and uh, it just it was the tone was so dark, but. So I was very turned off at first, but I watched the Batman v Superman trailer that came out at Comic-Con and now I feel very differently about it. I'm really excited about the film and I think it's because uh, it, it, it broke my heart to watch Ben Affleck run into a 9-11 type situation. How crazy like, was that? He's running into that that wall of smoke, which we we've all seen footage from nine eleven. That's exactly what that looked like. And so to think about where Bruce Wayne is in this story is a Bruce Wayne that we've never seen on screen before, and he's obviously more Bruce Wayne at this moment than he is Batman. And he's running into the line of fire because that's who he is. And the fact that his company was was taken down. And then there's that newspaper clipping that says, like, you let him kill your family, something like that. I don't know. It, 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 it made the story real for me in an instant. Whereas before, it, it felt very, um, I just had no emotional attachment to it. But now, I feel very invested. And compiling that with the Suicide Squad trailer and that amazing music they put to it, I'm very excited to see these films. Now, will they be as, as lighthearted and fun as Marvel films? No, because that's not their tone. But I can appreciate what they're going for, and I'm excited to see where they take it. Uh, Lily? Um, I actually like the fact that it's completely different from Marvel's tone. I think I think that's an interesting direction for DC to take. I, To me, the DC films have always felt more real, Whereas the Marvel films always feel more fantasy, like aliens falling from the sky type thing. And then you always, I always go back to the Nolan universe. And I feel like the new DC universe is really going to try to pull from Nolan, but not be Nolan at the same time. So I'm really interested to see where it is that they take everything. I think Suicide Squad is going to be the super hit of 2016. I think that's going to be DC's Guardians of the Galaxy, to be honest. And I don't know. I think 
I think that the risks, they are taking risks. I don't think they are playing it safe at all. I think they have to take risks in order to maybe even be on the map because they, they fell behind. You know, they wanted to build the universe with Superman Returns. That didn't work out. They wanted to do it with Batman, and Nolan didn't let that work out. So they are falling behind, and now they're trying to play catch-up, and they have to take risks in order to catch up to Marvel if they truly want to. And I think they do. They're in it to win it. So I'm really excited for that movie. I think it's probably the movie I'm most excited for next year. Very nice. Um, Rose. I uh, I do have to admit that this isn't the movie that I'm most excited about over the next couple of years because I'm not a big DC fan and I'm not a big Batman or Superman fan. Sorry, cringe. Um, <laughs> but I did I do have to say that this trailer has made me feel better about it. I'm fully, completely on board with Batfleck, and seeing him again in the second trailer just confirmed that I think he's going to be absolutely epic. Um, my most exciting point, actually, from the Comic-Con trailer was seeing a little more of Wonder Woman. Yeah. Seeing her, because I really, when her outfit was first revealed, I was very on the fence about it. I'm still a little bit wary about what they're doing. I'm still a little bit annoyed that for a superhero who has, like, one tiny story where she wears a skirt, they had to put her in the stupid skirt. Um, but seeing it in action did make me feel a little better about it. I was kind of stoked to see that moment and to think, okay, you know, maybe, maybe I can enjoy this. Maybe I'll like this version of Wonder Woman because I want to. Yeah, but, I, uh, I agree. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, and I totally agree with Lily that that uh, Suicide Squad is going to be the blockbuster for DC. That's one I'm super, super stoked for. We'll talk about that one in a second. But, uh, <laughs> Matt, why don't you uh, let us know what you thought of Batman v Superman? At first, I wanted to preface by saying, uh, Pete, like practically strapped me to the chair next to him <laughs> to watch this trailer. Well, like Matt, you didn't watch this. First, I'm going to slap you, and then we're going to watch this. Well, no, the funny thing was I had just flown back from Comic-Con. Right. And so, obviously, it was Saturday, and I'm, I'm, I just saw the trailer hit, and so Matt had just come over, and I was like, Matt, you have to watch this, like, this right got now. Work, you know, like, 12-hour shift, and he's like, Matt, sh- stop your life right now and do something with it and watch this trailer. But, man, I was, like, super skeptical. Um, I, I didn't really enjoy Man of Steel. Um, so I was like, ah, it's going to be like Man of Steel with like new DC characters. But I was like, damn, this movie looks awesome. Everyone looks really good in it. Uh, like Rose said, I'm super excited to see, uh, Ben Affleck totally like nail this character, um, and, uh, really see, uh, you know, him put down all the skeptics and that he's a total badass because he totally is. And, um... The uh the 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 Wonder Woman um kind of not really reveal but her part of the trailer I was like oh my god she looks awesome she's not just standing there looking pretty and then that's it she's like kicking real ass and stuff like that so uh, that's the part that I was super excited for I was like how are all these people gonna play into it is it just they're putting in the trailer because people know it's gonna be she's gonna be in there is she gonna play a huge role so I'm really excited for the movie now after this trailer. I wish I wish we'd seen Aquaman though. We had our moment of Wonder Woman. I know she's a bigger role than Aquaman yes. in it, but I want to see him. I love Jason Momoa. I, I want to see Aquaman. You know, I've, I think I, they're going to keep it a secret. Yeah, I really do. I, I'm I'm of the firm belief, and I've said this from day one that Flash, uh, Cyborg, and Aquaman are just cameos. When people when when it was announced that these characters were all going to be a part of the movie somehow. 
people freaked out more than they got excited because they thought it was getting all packed in. They thought this is Justice League before the actual Justice League. And my thing has always been, okay, it's Batman v Superman. Warner Brothers isn't throwing all this money into this, knowing that Batman's a, Batman makes money anytime he's on screen, um, trying mm-hmm. to keep Man of Steel going. Uh, and then they're going to bring in everybody else to, to compact the movie. I, I, I've always believed that these are cameos that are going to be here. And and they're gonna be and they're gonna be like like Lauren said it's gonna be secret we're not gonna see these things until until we watch the movie and I'm totally okay with that I'm fine keep the focus on Batman and Superman and even throw Wonder Woman in there to uh, to show that you know she is somewhat part of the universe and she is part of what they're trying to build. All um, I know is when I see this movie, Pete and I are gonna watch this at midnight. <laughs> I'm gonna dawn. The gold, like, shirt, the green trunks, and the trident, you know. That's what I'm seeing over there, man. That's I what want, I'm I just, yeah. about. I'm so I want so the excited. Aquaman movie next. I just I just want a full movie of Jason Momoa wandering around without a shirt on, to be perfectly honest. But you I are not alone. <laughs> I think a lot of us want that movie. <laughs> Even men. Yeah. Um. But I, if, if you know, I everyone's show, everyone has has shared their their thoughts on the on the trailer. Uh, if you if you know me, you know I'm a huge Batman Superman fan. So, I the, after years of hearing this would get made uh, for what the last twenty years I've been, you, you hear all these articles about like Tim Burton with you know Superman Lives and and the the movie that almost got made with Batman and Superman and and a long time ago I remember reading the script for that and. It's just it's it's so cool to see that that it's actually coming together and and I I get excited when I you know Chris Terrio who wrote Argo is writing the script for this and it just gets me excited about uh, what they're doing and, and how he and Zack Snyder are collaborating together on this and I I'm just so stoked I think I actually you know what today's the first day I don't think I've actually watched rewatched the trailer I'm probably gonna have to change that later on but. Um, Let's let's real quickly get into Suicide Squad because that's a movie like Lily said. I, I really do believe that's going to be the Guardians of the Galaxy for the DC uh, universe, uh, and 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 it's 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 funny. The trailer got leaked, and then Warner Brothers tried to backtrack on it and and say we're sorry about releasing it, and this isn't the way it was meant to happen. I mean, obviously it's going to happen, and if we all you know we all know we've all been to Comic Con and. You know, nothing's gonna get. Nothing is gonna stay in in a panel. It's just it's not with the way technology is and the way people try to sneak recordings in. You know, something is gonna leak, and I think that's why no. I think that's why J.J. Abrams didn't bring anything from Star Wars because he knew something would leak, and he wants people to wait until it it it's meant to be seen. And and I, you know, and so that and so you know he had the Suicide Squad tra- trailer leaking. But with all that said, uh, Rose. Suicide Squad, go. So epic. It's going to be amazing. The trailer was phenomenal. Um, I was super excited at the the sort of end bit, the sneak peek of the Joker, and seeing that he's sort of... I love... This is a weird bit, but he's using, like, electroshock therapy pads on Dr. Harleen Quinzel to turn her into Harley Quinn at that point. And the whole... Like, the level of thought that went into using outdated equipment for psychology in order to turn his psychiatrist into his crazed obsessive lover person was so smart and that made it for me i loved the scenes with her i'm super excited to see her i know a lot of people 
have been a little bit annoyed with her wearing like the, the high heels and the little shorts. Um, but I think it suits her wonderfully. And I just loved seeing more of her. I think Suicide Squad's going to totally be DC's biggest movie yet. Uh, Lily. I just think Harley Quinn owned the trailer. Every scene that she was in was just straight out of a comic book. And, and I know that Rose is right. Like people have been, you know, very critical about how she looks and the tattoos and the short shorts and the heels. But, oh, my God, everything about her is perfect. The way she talks, the the thing with the bat, the whole that one scene. I think that's what the scene where she completely won me over. And I agree. I think that she's going to be the MVP of the Suicide Squad movie. I think the Suicide Squad movie is going to be the MVP of the DC Universe. I think it's going to blow a lot of people away. And all the skeptics are really just going to shut the hell up next year because <laughs> they are not going to have any room to talk. I just don't see where how they could. Yeah, it's... it's yeah, I, whew, I, I've i seen that so many times and I never get sick of watching it. Uh, Lauren? Um, I Like I said, I'm not really a fan of, of darker stories. It's just not really my taste. But I can always appreciate actors and directors and writers and cinematographers who are able to bring life to such a dark landscape. And I have to tell you, every time I watch the Suicide trailer, Suicide Squad trailer, I cry because <laughs> that song that so song amazing. is so haunting and I don't know if you guys know this, but it's a Bee Gees song oh, <laughs> I had no idea it's a remix, it's a, new, it's a new version of it yeah, it's called I Started a Joke and the lyrics are I started a joke that, that made I think it's that made the whole world laughing or that made the whole world dying but then I realized the joke was on me and I think that is so meta because the Joker is trying to create villains and trying to create, obviously he tries to create um, Harley, Harley Quinn, but like the joke is on him because he's like fueling Amanda Waller's suicide squad. And they end up because they're so trained to be killers, they end up killing for the good guys. So there's just something so incredibly layered and, and almost Shakespearean about just the drama that's going to be in that film and just seeing like Will Smith as Deadshot and like knowing Deadshot from Arrow and how that, that character has been so humanized and how he has a family, but like he's trapped in prison and then seeing Margot Robbie in the cell when she's doing the like silk dance, when she's hanging upside down, I thought was, yeah, the ballet. I thought that was really cool. And like, I don't know a lot about these characters. I'm not very well read on DC, but like, I'm not even a big Jai Courtney fan, but the fact that he gets to use his accent and he was all scruffy and he was like looking at Harley Quinn and he said his line, I just thought, man, that's badass. Like (laughs) this is going to be really cool. And I was listening to somebody's um, response about it and they said, someone's going to betray somebody in this movie because bad guys always betray each other. But it's cool that these bad characters actually get to have some redemption in their life, which is always a compelling story. So I'm, I'm definitely going to see it. Uh, Matt. Yeah, I actually, oh, sorry. With, sorry, with that, with what Lauren was saying about like, yes, it's going to be so layered, but I'm with you. I don't really like the dark DC side of things. And I don't know these characters as well as others. And that's why I think it's awesome because this is actually a DC movie where the darkness fits. 
It's not there just to be gritty and dark for the sake of it. Mm -hmm. it. It has to be for these characters. And I think it's so refreshing to finally see DC bring someone new out of the bag. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, Matt? Uh, this is a perfect uh, time to introduce our new segment, uh, Nerd Cred Under, under Question. Uh, I didn't watch it. Oh, what? Pete, you, what? you didn't, you you didn't strap me down it? and watch Okay, well, it did just officially get released. Uh, this week, <laughs> yes. so I will, you're coming over tomorrow, though, right? Okay, okay. Sure am. you're gonna like no, like, it's on me in the face no. as I walk in. Shout out to all the cable companies; they put both these trailers on demand. So I'm watching this on my TV all the time. Now. So, uh, so yeah, I'm gonna strap you down. You're gonna watch these both these trailers. Really? I have to check. Yeah, it's on demand. It's, I I I have Xfinity, and and it's. It's on it. I was like so surprised, but I'm so happy they did that. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm gonna I have to look. Remember, I would also because I would love to see it on my screen. Yeah, it's 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 so cool. Um, I want right. to jump in real quick and say, what the hell, guys? We still haven't made Fresh Prince of No Hair a thing. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that was totally good. Yeah, All right. Sorry, Matt. You, you, it's it was a good attempt. It was a good attempt. Um, All right. But yeah, I do agree with all you guys. Um, you know, the Suicide Squad trailer was so good. Um, I, I think that I think that's going to surprise a lot of people. Um, it's oh man, Jared Leto. The scene as as the Joker. I can't I can't wait to see him as the Joker. It's gonna be it's gonna be so good. But I, I'm actually really excited to see um, uh, how Will Smith looks and and how he comes together as as uh, Deadshot. So. Um, but for the sake of time, so we can move on to Comic Con real quick. Um, the, uh, the the there was some official images released of the new X Men Apocalypse movie, and I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on that. Um, Lauren, why don't you kick us off? What do you think of the look of Apocalypse and and everyone else that we're really seeing for the first time? So so not new mutants, but new actors or actors playing these new mutants on screen. Um, I will say this: I I used to love watching trailers for movies and I used to I used to just be the trailer person and I'd queue up the trailers for my parents and they were always like I don't want to see it I want to be unspoiled and I never understood that until X-Men Days of Futures Past I honestly believe that I saw almost all of that movie just by watching all the trailers and all the clips and all the interviews and things I remember sitting in the theater going oh I've seen this airplane scene oh I've seen the scene where Magneto drags Mystique around and I was like so disappointed because I, I wanted that movie to be so fresh for me so I'm actually embargoing Apocalypse right now I might watch the first <laughs> teaser and the first trailer that comes out but I'm trying to stay as spoiler free as possible so I did see the um the what's it called i saw the entertainment weekly cover yeah. today which magneto looks incredible psylocke oh my god olivia munn like the hottest woman i've ever seen grace the cover <laughs> of entertainment weekly um but like for apocalypse like people were talking about him all day and kind of making fun of the way he looks and i think that's just so like inappropriate because obviously what what Oscar Isaac is going to bring to that role, it's going to supersede the fact that he's blue and like wearing this purple <laughs> outfit, you know? Yeah. Um, so, and that's probably like, I'm not going to look into very much more because I want to go into this very unspoiled. Uh, Rose, quick thoughts on the images. Uh, well, I'm super stoked for this movie. This is the movie that I'm most excited about in the next couple of years. It's coming out to 
a huge X-Men fan. Um, I actually, like Lauren said, a lot of people have been ripping Apocalypse apart for how he looks, but at the end of the day, in the comics, Apocalypse kind of looks like that. Like, he is blue, he has a big stupid costume on. Um, the only thing that I would change about him would be size. I want to see him bigger, um, and bigger than the Horseman. For the other two that popped up in the cover in the images, um, or three, because we saw Storm in the images as well, um, Magneto looks awesome. Storm looks really good, but I had a little moment of sadness that, again, Storm does not have the long white hair. And this is meant to be, like, 80s set and kind of 80s Storm, and this is totally 2015 half-quiffed side cut, and that really upset me a little bit um but i think you know once i get past that i'll love her psylocke is the one actually i'm the least happy about um partially because psylocke is one of my favorite x-men so i have kind of a higher bar for her partially because i do not particularly like olivia munn um sorry <laughs> I uh, I was kind of on the fence about her for a while, and then I actually read her book, and it did the opposite that it should have. It put me off her completely. It's made me just think she's if if the book was edited properly and it really encapsulates her that I don't like her. Um, and I found the costume was a little bit too cosplay. The other ones. Like, Magneto and Storm looked like they'd been created for the movie and inspired by other stuff, and Psylocke looked a little too on the nose. It looked a little bit like a cosplayer. So I was kind of disappointed in her, but I have every faith that I'm going to love the movie anyway, so. Okay. Um, yeah, I know, I like that, because you know, this is what I love about this. We get different uh, viewing points, you know, and, and that's what, I mean, that's what all, that's what it's all about, you know, and... and Deciding, you know, seeing something come from the source material that you love it from and, and having a different opinion on it. That's what makes it great. Um, uh, Lily? Um, what, I'm a little bit on the fence when it comes to X-Men. I really enjoyed the first two. I really enjoyed First Class. Haven't really liked the whole Wolverine movies except for the last one. But... And I, I honestly didn't enjoy Days of Future Past. I, I thought it was okay, but I'm not into the whole retconning thing. So that kind of upset me. But Apocalypse looks pretty good. It's, I'm not 100% sold on it yet. I, I have no idea who is playing Storm. I think I saw a glimpse of her. And I kind of agree about the hair. I, I'm not, not digging the rocker hair. But I'm really excited for Sophia Turner from Game of Thrones. I mean, I adore her. So I think she's probably what I'm most excited for in the movie. And then Olivia Munn, who I adore from the newsroom. I just love her. So other than that, it's not really the movie I'm most excited for. I think I'm more excited for D Deadpool than I am for X-Men. So. All right. Um, yeah, it's it's that's Deadpool's one we haven't. We've seen little shots, but there's nothing, I don't know, outside of the funny pics that Ryan Reynolds has posted. We haven't really gotten much, but that's okay. I think, I think we can you all... Haven't, you haven't seen the, the Comic-Con the Comic trailer? I saw the... I haven't. I saw the leak. Um, you know, it's fuzzy and blurry, so you don't get to see as much as you'd like. But um, it was entertaining what I saw. I won't say much because, you know, like I said, it was a leak. 
Um, <laughs> we haven't got an official one yet, and and uh, and and I. Let's just. I want to. I want to wait for everybody to see to get their full viewing uh, of it and and get uh, and form their thoughts on it. Um, Matt, why don't you let us know what you thought of uh, the X Men images if you did see them? Yeah. Yes. Yes, I did. But, um, <laughs> but uh, I. I don't know. I guess I'm kind of like the outcast here. Um, uh, I thought. Um, what's it called? Uh, well, I guess Olivia Munn. I do agree. Very cosplay. It was too on the nose. I think you said that um, the best. Um, not a huge Olivia Munn fan, but I think she, I, hopefully she's going to do more than just stand there and look pretty. Um, because I too like Psylocke, one of my favorite X-Men. So, um, she has a cool backstory. I hope they really get her kind of, uh, uh, personality across. Um, uh, Apocalypse just straight up looks like Ivan Ooze from Power Rangers. Like, <laughs> like he's straight up is Ivan Ooze and I'm sure he's going to nail the role, but it's, it's a little distracting when the main villain is a little like goofy looking. But, I mean, it could work in the sense of the movie, so um, I'm not going to um, knock it too hard. Um, but this, uh, and the um, <laughs> Storm, I like how they gave her, like, the little mohawk side thingy. I think it was kind of cool, uh, different. She's mostly known for, like, her long, your big white hair, so they wanted something kind of, like, a little drastic to really... Um, kind of like separate you know from the older movies i guess but or... she didn't have long white hair in the older movies halle berry yes, had short white did. hair she short white hair that's why you i was so point. disappointed ah you make a good point okay <laughs> never mind i'm with her i i wanted the long white hair sorry uh, i think it was kind of cool though i don't know it's different but i don't know this is probably me i i think in the uh, looking back on the movie i would have probably been like yeah long hair would have been better um, if they're gonna go, I mean, if they're gonna make Psylocke and everyone else's, um, you know, costumes look exactly like you know, ripped from the comic pages, why, why not give her long hair? Um, I actually have a weird hope that she's going to have long hair in other shots, and then like, as a horseman, she's gonna have this this weird rocker, almost android uh, look, and then she's cool. gonna have long hair with the X Men. This is my my hope my remaining little glimmer of hope for that would be really cool. that would be cool i didn't think about that that would actually I get be super really behind cool. that well you know we've been waiting for james mcavoy forever to sport the bald look so you know we're I finally getting good. we're finally getting that so so you never know you never know but um i'm glad you guys all had different opinions i like that because we all go into this diff- thinking different things and and you know that's what makes this great and I, I just want to say I uh, I'm I'm looking forward to Apocalypse. I'm a huge X Men fan. Um, I enjoyed the first two movies. Uh, I, I I liked Days of Future Past. I enjoyed that one. Um, I'm glad Brian Singer kind of in his own way righted the ship um, and and fixed it up a little bit. Uh, and and now we're getting Apocalypse. So um, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Just but just to end um, our talk because this has been a lot of fun. I'm sure. I'm sure we could break down. We could probably spend like one or two hours breaking down each trailer and all the and all the images of stuff. But um, I'm glad we're able to talk about this. But like I said, I want to end it on this, uh, and, and that is there was a rumor. There was I'm not even say rumor. There was somebody's name tweeted next next to the D C E U, uh, a specific director. I saw that. Did today. you see that? Yes. Frank Miller was. Name was put next to the DCEU. If you follow George, Omar, George. or George Miller, George Miller, uh, uh, and you know he um, he uh, he everybody knows he directed uh, Mad Max. So uh, let's just 
We'll just leave it at we'll just leave it at that. George Miller, uh, probably, uh, maybe, maybe being connected to the DCEU. Uh, in what way we don't know. Um, well, obviously be a director, but who knows in what movie or how, however this is going to work. Um, but if that's true, that would be pretty freaking awesome. So, um, all right, okay. Uh, moving on, we're, let's get into the Comic Con because this is why we were going to talk. We spent <laughs> we spent so much time on the trailers because they were so amazing. But it's hard not to talk about something when you when you watch something like the Batman and Superman trailers and Super Suicide Squad trailers. They were just they were so amazing. So um, basically, getting that I was just getting it all off our chest because you know I'm sure we've been <laughs> tweeting about it all week. So um, all right, so getting into Comic Con, um, you know. It's it's we all know it's a huge four day event. You have you know, you have preview night on Wednesday night. You know, and and I know there was a huge game of bloggers uh, uh, get together. I wish I could have gone, but I know Lauren, you went with Amy, uh, Rose, Lily. Did you guys get a chance to make it out there? Um, yeah, I I didn't. <laughs> I yeah. I disappeared a lot during Comic Con. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay, uh, Rose. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was there for preview night. I actually just went and watched preview night for um, just for one, just for Supergirl, because I'd intentionally, when the pilot leaked, I'd looked at it and went, "No, I want to watch this in a room full of nerds at preview <laughs> night," and I, I'm intentionally not watching this, um, and so I was kind of proud of myself. So I actually really enjoyed watching it in front of a room full of nerds. Um, and then sadly enough, there was, I think there was um, Blind Spot or Blindside. It's the new show coming out with Jamie Alexander, who plays Lady Sif in the Marvelverse. Um, they had the pilot of that on preview night. And when I was looking at it on Wednesday, I was like, man, I don't know what that is. Fuck it. And then <laughs> after the weekend, I was like, oh man, that looks really good. I wish I'd seen the pilot. <laughs> Um, Don't well, you hate it when that happens, though? Like, so that's much. The worst. <laughs> uh, real quickly, uh, Rose, without spoiling it, just tell us what you thought of the Supergirl pilot. I thought it's a really weird one because there are some elements to it and parts of it that had me so excited and like really geeking out, really, really happy. And then there are other elements that had me very kind of meh. It's kind of like it's it's Marmite, but what, loving it and hating it at the same time. Um, so yeah, spoiler free, there's some great bits, they do some really funny stuff with the costume, I really sort of like where they're trying to go with it, and the characters they're bringing in, and how they deal with Superman. At times, the writing and the the acting seemed a little bit wooden, it didn't seem totally convincing, it was a little cheesy, but I'm hoping that that's just a like, first set of filming pilot issue, and as the, the crew and the writers and everything get a little more comfortable as we go on with filming, that that's going to iron out. We're just going to be left with the awesome. Very nice. Thank you very much for that. Um, now, Lauren, how was Game of Vloggers? I know that was a really big deal uh, going into Comic-Con and you know all these podcasters getting together, the bloggers and, and meeting up and drinking and networking. How, how was that? How was all that? Game of Bloggers, by far, was one of the best experiences of my Comic-Con this year, hands down. It was so amazing. 
Because at Comic-Con, it's so difficult to connect with people. And, like, Pete, you and I tried to see each other <laughs> while you were here. And we were texting back and forth. Oh, I'm over by the Bayfront. Oh, I'm behind the convention center. And it's like, oh, shit, I'm going home. And I didn't get to see you at all. You know? And, and that's not because, like, you don't want to connect with people. It's just that hard yeah. to to actually, like, find the time and, and find a way to connect with people. And so, so the fact that Tony Kim, crazy for Comic-Con on Twitter, he was able to provide a time and a space for people to get together. It was, it, like, it just it blessed my nerd heart so much because there were people who I have wanted to meet for years that I've never been able to meet before that I got to meet. Like, the like cost was not an issue it was free time was not an issue is it was no bear wednesday night so there wasn't anything conflicting um it was super easy to find and the food was affordable and drinks were affordable it was just it was just fantastic you know and it was tony's first year throwing this party and i talked to the woman who helped produce it yesterday her name is megan and i told her like please let tony know that he needs to do this every year because you know I talk to people all year long on social media. I mean, I spend more time with people on Twitter than I do in my real life. I mean, real talk here. Um, Twitter is my life. And so, like, you're not the only one, Lauren. Right. The struggle is real. You guys know. Um, Like, Englishman, cup of tea, SDCC, Leonard Sultana. He lives in England. I never, you never get to see him. He was at the party. And I got to hug him and take a selfie with him and tell him how much I loved him. And uh, it was just, it he was, was he was one of mine that I kept messaging all weekend and could not meet up with. He was my Pete for you. <laughs> uh, I met up with Pete, but he was, yeah, that's, oh, damn it. <laughs> he was friendly and huggy and took the best selfie with me ever because he was like, I'm horrible at taking selfies, but let's just try. <laughs> he was great. Um, so I, I had a really good time at Game of Bloggers. There are people who came up to me and said, hey, are you Lauren Galloway? I've heard you on the Flash podcast, or I've heard you on this thing. And I'm nice. like, wow, like, thank you for coming up to me and, and not being like shy and, and saying hello. So it was incredible. That's that's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, that's such a cool thing. And I remember when, that, when uh, Tony Kim first tweeted that out, that it was all going to happen. And, and it sounded like such a cool idea. So I, I hope that he keeps it going. Um, cause I know that we'll definitely, we'll definitely be out there next year for that. And, and just getting to meet everybody would be, would be so awesome. Um, you know, cause that's, you know, for us, that's, that's along with going to the, to Comic-Con and, and going to the panels and, and, you know, whether you're doing press junkets or you're just out on the exhibit floor, the other part is meeting everybody we get to connect with on podcast or, or in, in any other form of social media. So, um, so that's really cool that they did that. And, and I hope that it keeps going. Um, did anyone have a favorite panel they went to? Lily, I know you went to a lot of them. Could you pick, if you had to pick one that was like, <laughs> if, if you had to pick one that was your, your favorite, which, what would you say it was? Man, that's hard. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to go with the unconventional answer. I, I really enjoyed the Big Bang Theory panel this year just for the simple fact that we had two special guests. We had um, Kunal and Mayim. They showed up randomly and total surprise. And it was fun to be able to get to see them two interacting. 
because on the show, I mean, I don't know if anybody here is a Big Bang Theory fan, but on the show, you never really see um, Amy and um, Raj kind of interact. So to see the two of them hanging out on stage and reading smutty fan fiction to the audience, it was, it was fun, so I'd have to say that that was my favorite panel, but I also really enjoyed the Damien panel with Bradley James. That's a new show that's coming out next year, and I think mm-hmm. that that show is really going to blow up a lot of people's minds because it's kind of scary. I don't know if it's going to be up your alley, Lauren. It's a little dark, <laughs> but it's um, it's going to be a really good vehicle for him. I think it's going to take him away from the... Merlin family show, and I really liked the footage that they brought with them to Comic-Con as well. So I would have to say that those two panels were... But I went to so many panels. Pete, I hate when you ask me that kind of question. Because <laughs> <laughs> I could literally say something cool about every panel that I went to. Well, I'm, I'm, still, but... jo- I'm, still, I'm still mad that... Okay, so real quickly, like I ran into to uh, to Lily. What was it? Friday night at the Marriott. Yeah, yeah, and we were yeah, talking. Yeah, and you were showing me pictures of you meeting Stephen Amell, and I was so mad because that's the panel I wanted yeah. to get to at Nerd HQ. And like, she was like, "You're like, oh yeah, my friend bought tickets." I was like, "Dang it, you were faster than me because those tickets sold out in like." Like twenty or thirty seconds, so I was super jealous of you. Yeah, because I would have loved to have talked to him about Arrow and stuff. That would have been awesome. I mean, did you get a chance to talk talk him up a little bit about stuff, or how'd that all go? Um. Well, first of all, that is an amazing panel. That that was actually my first Nerd HQ panel, so I have to say that that was one of my favorites as well. Um, it's really funny because I actually met him after the panel, and this is my first time meeting Stephen Amell total fangirl moment i've tried to meet him a thousand times at every convention never happens and it just so happens that the first time i'm meeting Stephen amell i'm wearing my stand with ward shirt <laughs> so um my friend who goes before me to like you know say hi to him take a picture with him he's looking past her right at me and he's just trying to read my shirt you know when you could tell that someone's trying to read what you're wearing and he's, like, staring at it, and I'm like, oh, crap, Stephen Amell is looking at my boobs. Like, <laughs> kind of embarrassed. <laughs> he's just staring at my shirt. So when I go up to him, I'm like, so I saw you looking at my shirt, and he's like, yeah, I'm trying to read it. So he reads it, he's like, oh, my God, I know what that is. And he's like, I know exactly what this is. And, and I tell him, yeah, because you met Brett Dalton recently at Wizard World. And he's like, yeah, 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 I love Brett. This is awesome. I totally know what this is. So, yeah, it was a pretty cool experience meeting Stephen and Mo and getting to talk about Stan with Ward. So. Awesome. That's very, that's very cool. so jealous of the Stephen and Mel stories because <laughs> I, have, I have a bit of a, like a history with just not meeting Stephen and Mel um, because obviously they film in Vancouver. He, like, he lives in Vancouver yes. while filming most of the time, and that's where I live. And I've had multiple times of people being like, oh, he was just at this bar, or he was just at this restaurant. I had during, like, last year, during the World Cup, um, or two years ago, whatever it was, my, my, one of my best friends has, like, a friend of a friend who's a producer on the show, or she, it's her friend is a producer on the show, and she's like, oh, you want to go over to my friend's house for brunch? And I'm like, nah, I'm feeling lazy, and then later she shows me the photos. She's like, oh, these are the guys sending me photos from brunch, and Stephen Amell was there. And I was like, are you, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Wow. And then, um, and then at the Fan Expo, he 
here. He's at most of the conventions here because, again, obviously, like, they live here. It's really easy. Um, so Fan Expo this year, I was meant to go to the panel and meet and greet in the morning, and then I ended up sleeping in. My alarm didn't go off. I didn't get up in time. I was really, really annoyed. And so then cut to this Comic-Con, and the, the most awesome thing was I was there with MoviePilot.com. We had a really amazing partnership with um, EW so that we got to siphon off some of their, like, celebrity groups that were going through their, their photo and, and radio ops. And on my list to meet and do a little, like, a game of, of celebrity spitfire with was Stephen Amell. So I was like, oh, yes, finally, get to meet this guy. Fabulous. So the day before was the Nerd HQ thing, so I was like, you know what, I'm not even going to bother. I don't want to take this up for some other fan when I have the opportunity to meet him here. And then they had to rush through because right after the EW time was the panel, so they missed us. So I still missed him again. Wow. And I'm getting so tired of it. Like, I'm just like, really? Really? (laughs) I, I, I swear to God, he lives, like, not even ten minutes drive from me, probably. And... I have missed him like eight times now. I'm getting sick of this. Stephen, if you have the podcast, just call me, dude. <laughs> well, let me just say that that just means the time you do meet him, it will be epic. Yeah, I agree. Okay. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. It's going to be the most epic meeting you've ever had. You're going to remember forever, and you're going to tell everybody all the stories. So just you're going to see. It's going to happen. I'm just never going to turn down a brunch invitation in Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, Lauren, I know you went to a lot of panels. You were very busy at the panels. Um, what was, what, if you had to pick one, I know you were, you know, you saw the DC panels, you saw Agent Carter and, and what would you say out of all those was your most favorite? I know I'm, I'm asking a very difficult question here, but, but pick, I'm going to hit them all just really fast. Okay. So I never thought in a million years I would ever make it into an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Agent Carter panel because I thought you had to sleep outside Ballroom 20 to get into those panels. And I just thought, I just resigned myself to just never see Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. at Comic-Con. Like, seriously, I never thought it was possible. Because sleeping outside for Ballroom 20 is really difficult because there's no grass. Like, I don't mind sleeping outside for Hall H because there's grass and tents and stuff, but I don't sleeping is it's just no fun um and friends who were like yeah last bar into the field panel and so i thought okay you know what i'm gonna try it this year i'm here i just walk gonna try and the agents of shield agent carter panel was at three and i'm 20 at one o'clock without waiting in any lines and was like thank you jesus i'm in the panel (laughs) Um, I got to see the 100 panel, which is really cool, and then I got to see the Minority Report panel, which was really cool. I'm excited for Minority Report. And then I got to see Haley and James and Clark and Chloe and Luke and Brett and just my favorite people in the whole world are the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Agent Carter people. And, like, the showrunners, Tara Butters and Michelle Fadikas and Jeff Loeb and Clark Gregg and, like... I was the happiest person in the world, and I was sitting in the back because I walked in so late, but it didn't matter because I knew they were in the room. They were, like, pretty far ahead of me in the room, but they were in the room. Um, that was such a blessing. I I was just so grateful to be on that panel. And then I had some kind of weird stuff happen this Comic-Con. Some weird stuff happened with my family. My parents were in line for Hall H all day Friday, and we're going to sleep up to do Saturday's panels. And we had a family emergency, and they had to get out of line. 
So, like, they were outside on the sidewalk for, like, 14 hours, totally sunburnt, and then had to get out of line and, like, not do Hall H, which was, like, the most traumatic thing ever is to have to get out of line after being there all day. Um, And so, yeah, my family just had some weird this year, and I was, like, really upset and really stressed out, like, for them because I knew how disappointed they were. And, And... it's like it's like like Lily, what you were saying to um to Rose that sometimes you miss opportunities, but like it's always going to be made up to you at some point. And uh, a friend of mine got to meet Haley this year, and I was just really upset and really disappointed because I I could have met Haley too, but I missed the opportunity to do that. And uh, I had a moment where I was like crying to myself at the Hilton Bayfront Bar, just like so upset with life. And. Uh, mm-hmm. I, like, a friend of mine was just talking to me and was like, it's okay, it's going to be okay, things are going to work out. And I go upstairs to meet Andy from the Flash podcast, and I see Joss Whedon. (laughs) And was like, oh, my God, there's Joss Whedon. And a friend of mine had encouraged me that if you see Joss Whedon at Comic-Con, it's okay to talk to him. He's very approachable. Um, And one by one, Joss's entourage all disappeared, and now Joss and I are, like, in the hotel press lobby area by ourselves. And I was like, well, if I'm going to talk to Joss Whedon, now would be the time. And so I went up to him and I congratulated him on his Comic-Con Icon Award and took a picture with him and met him. Um, and so that, like, totally made up for kind of disappointing Comic-Con stuff that had happened. And then I wake up Sunday morning, and that's the day the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Agent Carter Nerd HQ panel that I did not get tickets for because it sold out in, like, 12 seconds. <laughs> and this girl on Twitter, she tweets, hey, I want to give somebody my extra Marvel Nerd HQ ticket. DM me if you want it. What? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, there's no way this is still available. And, like, I'm home in bed. It's, like, 930 in the morning, and the panel's at 11. And I DM'd her and was like, hey, are you still looking to give away this ticket? And she said, yeah, just meet my boyfriend outside Nerd HQ at 10.15, and it's yours. Wow. Man. So I got dressed awesome. really fast and drove down to the convention center. <laughs> um, and I got to be in that panel, and I was fifth row, and I got to see Haley and James and Clark and Chloe. And then I got to ask them to do a dub smash to Taylor Swift's Bad Blood, and they did it. Nice. Is that where the whole? Is that the whole? Yeah. Are you? Is that the where it all started? The whole dub smash thing? No. No. It actually started. They've been doing it all Friday. Yeah, it started on Friday. Um, I think it was. Who threw down first? Was it Haley or was it Chloe? I think one of them threw down first. Haley and Chloe did it at the same time. Oh, okay. So it just like it exploded because that night they Saturday night they did the champions one. Which was hilarious, and then um, I honestly that's probably the coolest highlight from Comic Con for me, watching that Dub Smash War. Yeah, so like those were my my panel highlights: Agent Carter, Agents of Shield, full panels on Friday, and then getting into the really intimate small Nerd HQ Marvel panel on Sunday. Like if that's all that happened to me at Comic Con, I would be happy because those are people that I love and adore so much. And, like, I told Clark Gregg that I was from the Peggy Carter podcast, and he started clapping. What? And then, like, the whole 
room started clapping. I was like, oh, my God. Like, Claire Greg, you're amazing that you're so supportive of, like, podcasts and blogs and stuff. So those those are definitely my highlights this year. Awesome. And so, I, actually, I want to use that real quickly to ask uh, uh, Lily, uh, did you, you ran into a particular uh, character from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that... If I, I had not, a if, couple of characters from Agents well, of Shield. Well, uh, yeah. No, I, I, I ran when I ran into you that night. If I had not gone the opposite end with the Marriott, I would have saw this person too. So I'm, I'm super mad at myself for getting lost. But that's what happens at one in the morning when you've drink been drinking yeah. and you're a little delirious and you're super tired. But <laughs> tell us a little bit about who you uh, saw at the bar. Okay, um, so I stayed at the Marriott, which is the hottest hotel at Comic-Con. I think it's one of the hottest hotels. And I saw Adrian Palicki in my bar. Mockingbird was in my bar, and um, I bought her a drink. Calm down, Matt. Calm down. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. You bought her a drink? That's all that happened. I love that. I bought her a drink. (laughs) She, um, I sent it over with the bartender, and she came over you know, talked to us for a little bit, thanked us for the drink. Super sweet girl. Um, very soft-spoken, very polite. Uh, I was very surprised about that because real life, she's very soft-spoken. So I was a little unexpected. And then I saw them again, but in raining. And she remembered me from the night before, so that was cool. Oh, that's awesome. That is very cool. Um, so, yes, huge, huge Adrian Palicki fan. Loved it. Probably one of my highlights from Comic-Con this year. <laughs> Uh, very cool, very cool. Uh, I, I have a lot of highlights from Comic-Con. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it, Lily. It sounds like it. Um, I, I, I got a chance to meet someone. I, I was, what's that, Lauren? I think oh, it, I just said it was a really, really good year this year. Yeah, it, it was. And I just wanted to say I got a chance to meet Jose Molina, you know, and, and you all know him as the creator of Agent Carter, and that was, that was awesome. And I have Amy to thank for that because we were – we were uh, we went to the the Hilton um, and it was the one right right outside uh, Hall H. Is that the Bayfront, Lauren? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the yeah. Bayfront. Yeah, and so so we were out there having drinks. Um, we were all just like talking, and she's like, "Oh, Jose's right over there." She's like, "Do you want to meet him?" I was like, "Yeah." And so and so uh, you know we walked over and 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 uh, talked to him for a little bit and I got to hear his thoughts on Game of Thrones cause he's a really big Game of Thrones fan. And he was telling us that like, I guess he's good. He's friends with Tom Meissen from sleepy hollow. And, and he was telling us how they talk about Game of Thrones. And he was like, yeah, I would actually love to write a scene, uh, on agent Carter between Haley and Tom. And I was <laughs> me and Amy were like, Oh my God, that would be amazing. Um, but that was really cool talking yeah. to him. Yeah. That was really cool talking to him. Um, Meeting him uh, briefly and talk- he was such a cool guy, such a, a nice and cool guy. Um, so I I got a chance to meet Curtis Armstrong, and a lot of people know him as Booger from from Revenge of the Nerds, and and even as hosting uh, on King of the Nerds. And I, I what was it? Um, somebody had said he's in Supernatural too. Um, I don't watch that show, but I guess I guess he's on that as well. But um, I followed him for a long time, even going back to the 80s. And I even told him, I was like, I loved you in Risky Business. It's like an old movie. And I sound old now. But I I, lo- I was like, yeah, I loved your character in that movie. And so he was like, oh, thanks. And took a quick picture of him. But, um, but yeah, meeting Jose Molina and meeting Curtis Armstrong was, was super awesome. And, and, uh, and I, I, you know, I, I didn't know what to expect when I went to Comic-Con. You know, you, 
it'd be awesome if you ran into to people that you saw that you were either inspired by or, or you really respected uh, and things you watched. Uh, so I was very, I felt very lucky to, to just meet a couple people, um, and, you know, like, you know, like Jose and, and Curtis uh, in the short time I was there. So, um, but, you know, Rose, I wanted to ask you, you know, when we met up on, on Friday at the happy hour, you were telling me about some, some funny stories about particular characters from Lost that were, <laughs> that were kind of giving you the, the winky eye. Yeah. So, we, so I, had some, I had an amazing comic con, but a very different one because I, Actually, I only went to one whole panel, which was the, the DCTV one, um, and saw one in the playback room. And basically the entire rest of the time, I was either networking, meeting people, interviewing people, or doing on-screen stuff for Movie Pilot. Um, so the, the upside of that was that I got to meet and interact with some really awesome, famous people. I have some really phenomenal stories from that now. The one that you are referring to, Pete... I think just happened like three hours before I met you, so I was still a flutter. Um, <laughs> because Josh Holloway had come into the room with uh, the other, the rest of the cast, or some of the rest of the cast from Colony, which is one of his recent latest projects. And we were had them behind the in front of the green screen, and we were asking them little questions and said, "Oh, what superpower would you want?" And <laughs> He looks at me, and he goes, X-ray vision, you understand, winks, and then looks me up and down. (laughs) (laughs) And I've just, like, melted, completely puddled on the floor, because he's so, so attractive, Um, and also just has the southern drawl, and has this amazing energy to him, like, so positive and and warm and, and, and... genuine energy and I, I i just melted i'm i said you know that's my uh that's my my self-worth for the next 10 years <laughs> is in the memory and in the on-screen memory of uh of josh holloway doing that i had some great other ones i got to meet so many cool people sadly not Stephen amell uh sadly the supernatural guys passed us by as well but um uh ian summerhelder came in with the vampire diaries he's awesome but he was our last one of the last day and i left him hanging for a fist bump (laughs) because he came in he was chatting he was awesome and then he did his little bit they went to go i was like yes we're done fantastic i'm gonna text these guys see if they want to go for a drink because priorities and uh (laughs) My my colleague was with me, and he nudged me. He was like, Rose. And I looked up, and there's Ian Summerhelder just holding his fist out, waiting for me to bump it. And I'm like, oh, my God, really? Did I I just left you hanging? Dude. Um, so that was a proud moment. Um, met the, um, my, my favorite one, though, there's so many, so I, I'm not going to talk for the next hour about them because I could ask my friends. Um, but the... <laughs> The other awesome one was actually going out to have a smoke uh, at one point when we were upstairs doing all of our filming stuff and just being like, yes, I have five minutes, don't smoke, kids, it's bad for you, but at Comic-Con, maybe you should, because I went down there and the guys from Walking Dead were hanging out having a cigarette, so I sat and had a smoke with, like, Andrew Lincoln oh and my Norman gosh. Reedus. Yes! And Are you love serious? It. Yeah, we were. I think I, I just fainted. 
they'd come up and done a little, a really short interview thing with us, and then I'd gone for a smoke, and they'd obviously just finished their rotation too, so they went down, so I was just sitting there with a couple of guys from Movie Pilot, and there's also the third, the third big name in, uh, in Walking Dead, Young, Steve Young, is that his name? Um, oh, horribly, yeah, yeah. horribly, I don't even watch the show. <laughs> Which oh, makes it goodness. seem really unfair that I got this. Um, and yeah, we just hung out and kind of shot the breeze and had a smoke and, you know, like shared shared some lighters and talked about my tattoos. So I have a big zombie tattoo and Andrew Lincoln's like leaning down and stroking my leg because the tattoo's there. And <laughs> I thought life was, life was pretty good. And this I is what really... Comic-Con is all about. <laughs> this right is Comic-Con. Like, this my is my favorite thing about Comic-Con, to be honest. I... <laughs> I mean, not to just, I feel, I love hearing these stories from Comic-Con because it really just, these people, they're human, just like the rest of us. They're just like one of us, you know, they put their pants on one leg at a time. And when you go to these conventions, that's when you finally see that, oh crap, they do go out and have a smoke every once in a while, or they go out to the bar and they have a drink every once in a while. And it's one of my favorite things just to hear people talk about how they bumped into Stan Lee in the lobby or that uh, they rode an elevator with someone famous and they, they spend nine floors talking to them. That blows my mind because it just, that's what it's all about. You know, you go to Comic-Con, yeah, you network with your friends and then you meet with these people and you're like, man, you know what? I'm coming back next year because <laughs> this is the funnest vacation you could possibly take. Where else in the world are you going to say that you were in an elevator with Clark Gregg or Sean Astin or Stan Lee or Chris Dolce? Where? Nowhere. So this is my favorite part, honestly. It, that's an awesome story, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was super fun. I felt really validated as well because um, I, I recently sort of basically gave up smoking and was like, ah, eh, it's a convention. I'll let myself have like one or two a day because it's really high stress. And I went out and this happened. I was like, ha ha. See, smoke. You get Dude, I don't even smoke, people. but I'm gonna start. I don't even smoke, but I'm gonna start having smoke breaks. <laughs> I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna maybe they're outside. Like, next room's gonna carry a lighter around. See if anyone needs yeah. a lighter. <laughs> you guys need a light? Does anybody need a smoke? <laughs> so Ask many, the babe, so many you know. great stories. And I like. I want to humble brag a little bit too. Like. When I was walking around the Hilton, I got on an escalator with Greg Berlanti and was like, I'm behind the man that I just stand in awe of every week and I watch his television shows. And then I got to walk down like the, the pedestrian bridge stairs behind Bill Prady and Mark Sandrowski. Like they are the guys doing Big Bang Theory and the new Muppet show. And I'm like, this is this is Comic-Con. Like, yes, I'm exhausted and I haven't eaten in three days and like I'm not sleeping and I'm in like a constant state of being hangry but like hello there's Joss Whedon just standing over there or you know there's Clark Gregg on a panel like that's that's so what Common Con is about like like Pete I love that you sent me that picture of Curtis Armstrong because I'm really good friends with some friends of his and I I saw them at the Hilton um on Thursday and they were having drinks with Curtis oh. and I was like <laughs> Ah, oh, I would love to go hang out with him, but I don't want to interrupt, you know, because he's a celebrity and like, I don't know. And they saw me and they were like, Lauren, come meet Curtis, come hang out with us. And I had, I had stuff to do Thursday and was like, screw it, like cancel all the stuff. I'm just going to just see what happens. And we ended up hanging out with Curtis for like two and a half hours. 
and he bought rounds of drinks for everybody and was just oh, talking man. about his daughter who's in college and like how he really misses her and like the shows that he's you know working on and how he got invited to like all these parties and like I saw him again at the Baker Street Babes party and gave him a hug and introduced him to my mom and my mom took a picture with him and I was like this is just so rad like this is the coolest thing ever just casually hanging out with somebody who you've seen on screen so many times and he's like the sweetest kindest man I've ever met yeah he, he is really a nice guy like I can definitely uh agree on that I mean just me just in the short time I got to talk to him and meet him it was just it was he he's just a really a really genuinely nice guy and that was really cool um you know it's funny talking about you know you were talking to learn about how uh, you uh, saw your friends talking and drinking with Curtis, and you didn't want to go over and bug him because he's a celebrity. You didn't want to just impose. Um, it, something similar kind of happened. So after we had saw, you know, we had talked to Jose at, at Hilton. He was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna go over to the Marriott and I'm gonna go see Haley and everyone." And, and Amy was like, "What? Like, wait, wait, what? Like?" And so she, he was like, "Oh yeah, just like come on over." Some, some, something to that effect. And, and me and Amy were like, uh, "Okay." And so, you know, some time passed, and he left, and we at, it kind of got to the point where we, we weren't totally sure um, if we should go. She actually had gone off to see if she can get to the Nerd HQ party, and at that point, I would I had text Lily. I was like, "Hey, I'll come. I'm going to come over, and I'll say hi to you real quick before you know I have to turn in to, to go to sleep." And and it was the Marriott, and, and of course, that's where Jose was going to meet the the rest of everyone else and, and Agent Carter. And so I get over. Yeah, they were there. Yeah, and so I get over there, and, and I showed Matt this text, this a text between me and Amy, because when we were walking over, we were like, should we have, like, a secret code, like, a secret, a secret, like, thing that says, that, that like, gives us the cue that this person's there, and, 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 and the code was, the rooster crows at midnight, <laughs> <laughs> and so I text her, I'm like, I see Haley, I was like, I see Jose, like, I see them all, like, and, and. And, and she goes, Pete, does the roaster crow? And was, <laughs> it just, oh, it was so funny. Um, if I get a chance, I'll screenshot that text message because it was pretty hilarious. I know Matt was laughing at that pretty hard. But um, but uh, but no, that was uh, that was just that that was one of my last funny moments before I left Comic-Con. But that's, you know, it's like it's like it's like Lauren and, 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 and Lily said, that's Comic-Con. This is. This is why we go, you know, to have fun, to, to run into people, you know, it, it might happen, you know, a few years ago, I came face to face with, uh, uh, Alfie Allen out of just nowhere. And, and I'm like, oh my God, that's, that's freaking Theon Greyjoy. And, and so, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, I mean, I, it was like face to face and it was just such like a, a, a chance thing. And, but I mean that's what happens at these at these things. You just the most unexpected things happen and it's it's so much fun to experience and and really if you've never gone before it's like Lauren said this is your PSA you have to go. You 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 know. Yeah. Um you you, you go there you you know it's like it's like it's like Han told Chewie. Uh Chewie, we're home because you are when you, you go You are there. home. It, it, yeah. Like, you it's, go it's down home. there and you feel like you're home and when you have to leave it's like part of you is missing. <sighs> Yes, and it's you know I always this is gonna sound so cheesy, but I always when my plane touches in San Diego, I get this ah, I'm home, and then when I leave San Diego, I'm like ah, I just left a part of my heart behind. <laughs> so 
I I just it's one of those places that I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the hospitality there. I don't know if it's the you know the ambiance, the atmosphere, the fact that everybody there is a fan just like you, that you just feel so family. Like, I mean, I've never even met Laura in person, and here I am talking to her about all our San Diego Comic Con fun that we had. So it's it's one of those things that. If you haven't gone, you have to go at least once in your life. And once you go that one time, you're going to go every year. Because it's just, you're yeah. going to meet amazing people. It's an addiction. People. Like, Comic-Con is a way of life. <laughs> it really is. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> it does. It feels It feels like home. It feels, for me, this was the first year at San Diego, because I've been to God knows how many other cons, but I finally got to go to San Diego and a big Comic-Con, and I, we were driving up to see the convention center and couldn't help myself from just shouting and screaming and hooting. <laughs> and, you know, it was getting to meet everyone that I know online and um, getting to see people and just being part of it is, it feels like home. It feels like absolute comfort level. It's more comfortable than walking around my hometown. It's so amazing and you have to go. You have to find a way to go if you've never been. Yeah. Even if you yeah. don't have Comic-Con tickets, you could still go to Comic-Con. Believe it or yeah, not. you don't need it. You get to. You can go to the parties. You can go to the offsite events. You can go to Nerd H. Well, can you go to Nerd HQ without a badge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. So yeah, like there's. You can just go to San Diego and wander the streets and meet the people and like the whole of the the gas lamp district turns into a giant comic party yeah. for the the week basically. Like just mm-hmm. go even if you don't get a badge. Exactly. Yeah. My my friend, she said something really profound. Um, she was in town from Michigan, and we know we spend a lot of time talking to each other online. And we went out for drinks on Thursday, and like she ordered, I think she ordered like a Blue Moon, and then I ordered something else. But she had she had stood in line for three hours to do the Vikings experience, and like the Vikings experience is really immersive. They put you in like this leather outfit and you like wield an ax and like fake blood spurts everywhere. It's like this whole thing. But when you're done, you get this like beer horn, like a Viking horn that you jerk. I'm so mad. I didn't get to do that. That was one of the things I missed. I did not get to do that. I wish I had done. So I like, wish I had done that. Like she had just finished doing this right, and she comes over to the Hilton to meet me, and she's covered in fake blood, like dripping fake blood, head to toe, and she has her biking horn, and she's like, "Lauren, let's have a drink. I'm gonna get a beer." And like we periscoped her pouring her beer into her biking helmet, right? And she's like drinking it, but like, like right before, right before, like we periscoped and before we did all that. Like, I got my phone out to take a picture of my drink. And I was like, hey, we should do, like, a cheers picture. You know, because that's what you do at Comic-Con. You take pictures of everything. And she was like, wow. Like, I always want to take pictures of, like, drinks and food and different things that I like. But I always feel embarrassed when I'm back home. You know, like, I'm kind of weird if I'm trying to take a picture of this. She's like, it feels so good that I can just be myself here. And like not feel guilty about going onto social media to share what I'm doing right now. And I just looked at her like, Oh my God, <laughs> like, like this is what this is about where like for the course of four or five days, you just get to be yourself and, and everybody's going to go tweet what just happened to them, you know, and everyone's <laughs> going to want a Periscope or Snapchat or whatever. And like, there's no shame in any of that. And I think you guys were saying that like, there is this sense of community that you cannot find anywhere else on earth. And like, it's so profound that we all experience it. Even though we all like different things, we all still feel that way at Comic-Con. Yep. 
Yeah, and and I, you know, that's the the cool thing too is it gets you so excited for the following year. Like, I can't wait to to go back again and and meet up with everybody and and hang out with all you guys because that's so much fun. Because then we've had our day, we get together, we have a drink, and we talk about everything that happened and. And we can talk for hours about it, just like we are now. I mean, talking stories and who we met and the panels we went to. And, you know, it's just, it, it's such a great feeling. You know, it's like we we're saying, you know, like, you, like we said, you're home because you're with people that share the same interests in you and, 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 and just are excited to see the same things that you have. It's, it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's quite an experience. Um, Matt, are you, are you still with us? Are you, are you. I think he's crying. Is he crying? In a puddle of just my own tears, jealousy. <laughs> but it's, okay. it's totally cool. Just like next I love year. These I love these stories. And um, I don't know if you guys know, but I went to Comic Con a few years back, and um, I realize now that I did it totally wrong. Um, I went with people that were super boring. So fail. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> listening so i'm definitely going to show up next year i can't wait to go because these stores have definitely fired me up to go oh my god i'm so jealous yeah cena uh, nerd is definitely going to be there next year so force we get we t-shirts <laughs> and hopefully and hopefully it's more than just a drive-by because it will be more than that yes because believe me if you know that's the thing i was mad about myself like i planned it to go for a day because i knew that was all i had but i i did it totally wrong why I did not go the day they released the Batman Superman trailer and all that awesome stuff got released is beyond me. I don't know what I was thinking there. So um, next year I'm doing it right. We're going to be there for as long as we can uh, because that's that's how you do it. Uh, real quickly, I wanted to give a shout out to a listener who was – he tweeted at us a few times because, look, I, I know our show is still like relatively like still kind of like new. People haven't still – you know, haven't heard of us too much unless you've really listened to us. But I, I, I was hoping like we'd run into somebody that listened to our show, like a listener. Um, and there was actually somebody that tweeted at us a couple times. Um, he's at the underscore 13th underscore Docta. Um, he, he tweeted a couple of times, uh, wanted to say hi. Uh, sorry we didn't get a chance to run into you. Um, like I said, I was there for a day. I wish it could have been longer. But, um, but that's the thing, too. Like, I want to go out. I want to talk to everyone if, if you've listened to our show and, and – and, you know, because continuing the discussion that we have on podcast with everyone that we that listens to our show, I mean, that that would be so, so much fun. So. Um, so, yeah, like I said, next year, me and Matt, Casey, we're going to be there and it's going to be for more than one day. That's for sure. Good. Um, uh, so before we end things, I, anybody want to add anything to this uh, to, to Comic-Con, how it went, what they're looking forward to to next year? Um, uh, what do you guys think? Uh, Rose. I am just straight up looking forward to next year. Actually, this is going to sound kind of cheesy and silly and personal. I'm really looking forward to being able to go with my husband next year because he couldn't come down. And if he could, he would have been on his own while I ran around and did press stuff all weekend. And I think next year I'm actually going to try to go just as a, a attendee rather than uh, work it and go with him and kind of just get the experience from the other end. And I'm really looking forward to that because I didn't get to do as much as I wanted, uh, even though I did get to smoke with The Walking Dead. <laughs> so lucky. <laughs> nice. Uh, Lily. Um, I, I, 
I really just hope I get a badge next year. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> um, it just it feels like it gets harder and harder every year, right? Uh, I'm really excited for next year. I, I, I this is gonna sound pretty cheesy too, but this year my best friend didn't get to go this year, and it's the first time that she doesn't go, so I felt kind of. I don't know like a piece of me was missing like i was at san diego comic-con but i wasn't at san diego comic-con so she's going next year and i'm really excited that she's coming back and i really hope i get the same hotel because my hotel was the bomb it was so good i was right next door i literally when it came to camping out all i had to do was go down the elevator and i was right there so i really really hope i get the same hotel but that's all I'm excited for, I guess. Cool. Very cool. Uh, Lauren. Um, I am in a very interesting place when it comes to Comic-Con because the first few years I've gone, I've just been a fan. And then over the last year, becoming a writer and blogging and podcasting, I'm starting to make the transition to press, but I didn't get a press badge this year. So I had like, like one foot straddling the fan line and then one foot straddling press and like, it was uncomfortable because if I was just doing fan stuff, I probably could have seen a lot more people. And if I was just doing press stuff, I could have gotten into press rooms like Amy and Andy and friends of ours. And, you know, I would have gotten able to, like, interview people like Grant Gustin and Haley Atwell. And that's something I've never done. And so it's awkward because I didn't get to see a lot of really good friends this year because I was too busy trying to cover things. But at the same time... I didn't get to do like really cool interviews like some of my other friends. So like, I, I think I'm just learning how to make better decisions because like Lily, you're saying that you went without your really good friend. My two best friends, we do Comic-Con together every year. And because I had so many other commitments this year, I didn't get to see them. And so oh, wow. they were there, but I, because I wasn't intentional with my schedule, I didn't get to see them. And I got a text on Monday that was like, hey, we know you're busy, but we're super bummed that we didn't get to see you. And I was like, damn it. Like, oh, I, I was just overcommitted and I, I didn't make time for them. And so I'm just kind of like, I, I learned a lot this year at Comic-Con. I didn't get a hotel this year because I live in San Diego. Um, but because I had to drive home every night, like so tired, I missed meeting Haley Atwell and I missed having drinks with people. And so like, for one, I need to get a hotel next year, come hell or high water, because driving home every night, like 40 minutes each way, was really, really difficult because I was so tired, but I had to drive. Um, and then just being really intentional with my time and like saying, okay, like this night I'll do game of bloggers and nobody will see me except for my podcasting friends. But like this night I have to go see all my like, like really hardcore Comic-Con friends. So like I made a lot of mistakes this year, but like I said, it's my first year kind of doing press. And so hopefully next year I can make a little bit of better decisions about how I spend my time. Um, yeah, I think that's what I'm looking, looking forward to. Um, now I know you didn't go Matt, but yes. What are you looking forward to for next year? I'm looking forward mostly to actually to, going. Yeah, to actually going. No, I'm no, I am the biggest thing I'm jealous of Pete is you got to meet everyone that's been on the show. Um I'm going to get super, oh, Lauren. Lauren. super duper except Lauren. Ah, I'm going to see you next year. Uh, I'm going to super duper cry and like say 
Um, this podcast has been totally awesome. Get to meet so many cool people and interact with people like across the nation and talk to listeners and stuff like that. And it would be so, that's the biggest thing is just hearing and meeting everybody that I've got to meet like this past year. Would, would, that would be better than uh, meeting any celebrity. So I'm looking forward to that, seeing everybody. Aww. 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 You, say Unless, like, you, <laughs> you say that now. You say that now, but once you're there, you're going to forget about us. <laughs> no, that's not true. That's <laughs> probably true. That's <laughs> probably true. Yeah. Oh, okay, man. you know who I want to meet next year who I've never met? I want to meet Clark Gregg. I rode an elevator with him. Because, like, <laughs> I love Haley Atwell. I run the Peggy Carter podcast. Like, Haley Atwell is my life. But I'm going to be really honest with you guys. Clark Gregg, he's the most incredible person I have ever been around. And his Nerd HQ panel, like, I watched him release so much honor over people. Like, every time an audience member would say something profound and, like, the moderator would try to move on to the next thing, Clark would say, let's take a moment. And then he would start clapping for the fan or the audience member. And like Clark, he he's magic. I don't know like where he can like where he comes from or where he's going, but like Clark Gregg is really special. And I think if I could meet anybody next year, I would want to meet Clark Gregg. Um, seems pretty swell. It does, yeah. So, well, we're I think we're gonna end the show on that because. I don't, man, just talking about all these stories and how much fun we had, you know, like I said, it just gets you really amped up for Comic-Con next year. So, so I I want to, I I just want to say, I hope Ben Affleck's back next year because I didn't get to see him this year. (laughs) And I'm so disappointed about that. So (laughs) I really, really hope he's back next year with the Batman movie or whatever. Yeah, that would be, that would be really cool. Yeah, uh, before we wrap, can we just give a shout out to Zack Snyder who showed up at Comic Con in the yeah. Batmobile? Oh, man, oh my so god, cool. I missed that. That was awesome. That was really, really cool. Yeah, I saw the video of that. That was yeah. yeah. That was on Friday night, right? Like that was yeah. While I was at the, at the Marriott bar. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so so I missed it for something good. Oh, all right. Well, I want to say thank you to all. To, uh, to all three of you for coming on and sharing stories and and, and ex- having this extension of, of Comic Con and how much fun we had and, and you know this is the thing about this is we're only going to create more stories as, as Comic Con you know the years go on and, and the more experiences we have so I'm I'm looking forward to it I know you guys all are and again I I want to say thank you for coming on and and, and sharing all those things because. Uh, uh, it gives a less, the listeners something to get excited about if if they plan on going uh, or if they had any thought of going. You know, it gives them that push to go. Um, so before we before we go, I just wanted to have everyone do their uh, typical sign offs, and that is uh, tell us uh, what you're doing, uh, what you write or podcast for, and uh, tell them where to find you. Uh, let's kick things off with Lily. Um, okay, well, to find me, it would be at wandering underscore Lily. That's wandering with an A, not an O. It's the token quote. And to find us for Wards Warriors, we're at Wards Warriors. We also have the blog. We have the Facebooks down with Ward. And we're opening up uh, Brett Dalton's first fan site at brettdalton.org soon. So look out for that. Awesome. Thank you, Lily. Uh, Lauren. 
<laughs> well, as you guys know, I, I contribute to a lot of different things, so hopefully you can keep track of all this. Um, <laughs> you guys can follow me on Twitter, and that's where I am the most active, so please follow me. Please come say hi, which is Lauren underscore Galloway. I also regularly contribute to Assembly of Geeks, which is on Twitter at Geeks Assemble, and I, we did fantastic comic-con coverage on our itunes feed which is assembly of geeks um amy me and scott we also co-host the peggy carter podcast which the show's on hiatus right now but if you are listening in england and the uk agent carter has officially started over there so you guys can definitely catch up with the peggy carter podcast on itunes also i contribute to the entertainment weekly community blog which is community.ew.com and i am a regular contributor to the flash podcast at the flash podcast awesome well thank you lauren and uh yeah definitely if you're watching the peggy if you're watching agent carter you want to listen to the peggy carter podcast it's very good stuff um all right rose all right, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Rose Moore Writes, and that's Moore with two O's and an E. Uh, you can also find me, uh, most of my writing is at Movie Pilot, which is moviepilot.com forward slash Rose Moore. Awesome, thank you, Rose. Uh, Mr. Matt. <laughs> Mr. Matt, who's that? Uh, that's <laughs> me. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at I'm Salzy. I M S A L Z Y. Oh, darn. Casey isn't here to say hey oh. Hey oh. Um, uh, all right, and you can find me um, at Pacey and Pete on Twitter. You can find us on C- at tw- um, on Twitter at Cena Nerd. Uh, email us Cena Nerd at gmail dot com. Uh, iTunes rate like if you uh, subs- uh, subscribe. Uh, if you like us, uh, give us a, a review. Let us know how you th- what you think of the show. Um, that is going to do it for now. Um, like I said, it was it was a little different than what we normally do here. Uh, TV Talk will be back next week. Um, but for wanna now, do a, oh, sorry. I want to do a quick shout out oh. to Enzo. Uh, I, I told her I was going to talk about Mr. Robot, but we just couldn't get to it. So sorry. We'll definitely talk about it next week. Thank you. Awesome. Pete. <laughs> no problem. No problem. All right. Till next time. Uh, we'll see you next week. Have a good one guys. Bye. 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 <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> right. That's how it works. Yeah, I think so. All right, guys, I can see I'm Matt. Out. Matt, next year is oh. going to be a smoker. Oh, yeah, my God. Like, so I've got bad. my cigarettes. I'm Don't good. Just pretend. <laughs> Don't inhale. Just puff on it. You know? oh, oh, totally, yeah. Smoking, great. Doesn't yeah, it feel so good? Matt, you're going to wear your truth shirt while you're smoking? Oh, absolutely. <laughs>